0: Abide with me, abide with me. Don't let me fall, and don't let go. Walk
1: with me, and never leave. This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I've got my uh, guest today is our my normal guest your sidekick uh, my sidekick or I'm your sidekick one of the two. Uh, anyway, Rocky Fleming, our founder, welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. We we enjoy doing these, and uh, it's it's it, I think it's enjoyable because we never fully know what we're going to talk about. We we just we we try to pay attention to what God's showing us and. Even difficult situations, celebrations, or just things he shows us yeah. in our own journaling time and all that. So, uh, hopefully, the things we're sharing are helping some of you out there. Um, somebody asked me what our what our uh, listenership was, I guess, on a weekly basis, and I said I have no idea, yeah. but I but I know that uh, there are people listening. So, yeah. uh, and I think it's broader than we realize. But
0: yes, and we're hoping that we'll bless them. Uh, what we're doing is basically having a conversation between two brothers. Uh-huh with relevant things that God is teaching us mm-hmm. and with the, with our perspective to share it with a listener. And then we pray that those things that, that we're being taught will be picked up by somebody else who's being taught. Mm-hmm. And then, then it will nurture their souls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I, I think that uh, in in the last six months or so, it, it just, I've been feeling like, um, that there's been an, almost an attack on the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. like, or or not? I don't know if it's an attack or just uh, an offense offending the Holy Spirit to ignore him or yeah. to to get rid of him in our thinking. Well, I think it's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because that is that's the definition of blasphemy. Yeah, the I, Holy I was Spirit. reading about that and it
0: said blaspheming the Holy Spirit is basically not only has to do with that against Him, but also against people who are led by Him, who are inspired by Him. So. When anybody begins to uh, cast doubt or ridicule on the work of of the Spirit in someone's life, that's regarded as blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Serious offense.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I I love, I've always loved when I first went through the journey, got to know you, and, and just how you... Uh, you just said let's explore let's go, let's go see who what the word says who he yeah. is who he is and and you're the first one who introduced the word he or the pronoun he really? to me yeah in, in my whole upbringing i didn't even know i thought the holy spirit was an experience or, or a force or emotions or something like that yeah. I, I didn't think of him as a as a person right. i really didn't and uh andy collar one of our guys in maine did a great uh, nugget and yeah, it really was in yeah. his whole his We've been uh, our theme. If, you, By the way, come join us and pray with us at Tuesday mornings. We do it every Tuesday morning. All of you are invited. Anybody's invited. Um, and we pray together uh, for the ministry, for each other, uh, and just See what the Lord, how the Lord leads us every Tuesday morning at uh, six fifteen Central Time. But uh, we do a little nugget right beforehand, and we have different people do that. And this year we're doing our nuggets based on the Holy Spirit. And Andy Collar did a great one about the person of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it was so great. And He had so many scriptures to back yeah. it up. And uh, but when I first learned about it, it was just so enlightening. And uh, it it did, you know it's still mysterious, but it's but it helped me ground it in theology. Mm-hmm. And help me understand that um, he's real and he's with me and, you know, that he's Christ, you know. So yeah. uh, so I think it's uh, my, as you know, my word for this year, I like to do a word for the year and it's more. And when I say more, it's the main thing I'm thinking is more of the Holy Spirit. Because I think there's more to, for me to discover about it. Yeah. And I think everybody's kind of like that. Mine of. is less, less food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's> but, <good. laughs> but I will take more spirit.
1: <laughs> if there's less food, there's more room for the Holy yeah, Spirit. Eh? Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I'm
0: feeling both of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, all of you out there, I encourage you to to open your bibles and be like good bereans as it says and go go figure out what what you can find about the holy spirit because there's a, a lot of scripture about mm-hmm. uh god wants us to know the Holy and Spirit, and which is
0: what we encourage we uh you know the we're we're a big we're a big uh proponents of test the spirit
1: yes that's and, right you
0: know and whenever you hear anything okay Might sound good, but go to Scripture. See the theology of it. it. And what we're trying to do is drive people to the Scripture. Now, there will be doctrinal differences that people have, and that's why we're trying to trying to stay neutral on doctrine. Sometimes we're pulled into it for some reason, maybe to defend something, but we're not really wanting to go there with doctrinal differences. We're wanting to go with that which is in common Mm -hmm. in the body of Christ, and then let the Spirit, Holy Spirit be able to teach and guide that person to understand these scriptures better yeah and that's what he says he will do
1: that's right that's right yeah I mean when I'm talking to my kids uh, I have four daughters and three of them are adults and you know and, and and sometimes I'll be kind of admonishing them a little bit but I'll say listen don't take my word for it once you go dig in the scriptures yourself and see what mm-hmm. see what God's telling you about these issues, you know. And uh, I mean, I'm 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 your dad. I'm I'm a mentor still in your life. So I'm a voice in your life, and I think you can trust me. But but I want you to go find it out for yourself. And what's so good about that is you're trying to get them under the authority of God's word,
0: not the under the authority of Brian Craig. That's right, exactly. And because that, I mean, I, the respect our children have for us as dads is different. I mean, when they're younger, babies, you know, really young, oh, they love us like crazy. When they're teenagers, they start (laughs) hating us. Uh But later on, when they're older, they become friends. Right. That's right. And what we want to do is we want to try to give them the foundation that helps them more than we can help them. That's right. Foundation of their relationship with God and the word that he gives us to be able to learn more about him.
1: Yeah. And I and of course, I think the world is is darker than ever, mm. uh, as far as the influences on young people and, and this just so many things trying to tell them that nothing matters. You know, there's no moral absolutes. Okay. And, you know, and just in all the the media that they digest, which Brian Bird talked about in our podcast, talking about media oh, yeah. in general. But right. uh, but social media and, and you and I were talking about. Uh, the increase of suicides with young people, yeah. you know, and, and you were saying, what is going on with this world? Yeah, well, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: And dangerous, mm-hmm. very dangerous. And uh, you've got to have some something that stabilizes you. And I don't think you can get it with uh, in politics and with laws and education. It's going to have to be something far greater than that. And that's to walk with our creator because he— he knows what we need more than anybody.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's obviously where my passion comes from and with my kids and stuff is I I feel like I have found I know what grounds me and, and keeps me from falling and keeps me strong and I want them to have that same thing, you yeah. know.
0: And so well that's the best thing we can give them, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I've thought this all along that what can I give my my children, my grandchildren that will serve them best? in the future, the things that are going to come. And I do not perceive the future to be good. Yeah. I hate to say that, but I think it's going to be extremely challenging for them. In fact, deadly. Mm -hmm. And I think that the best thing that I can do is is try to help them learn to walk with Jesus. Because he can walk us through a minefield. Mm -hmm. If we learn to listen to him and obey him, then he can redirect us. I mean, it it talks about that in the scriptures, that he can say, don't go this way, go that way,
1: Mm -hmm. right or left. I love that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so if we can learn to live life like that, then we can rely on him to guide us in the way we should go. Mm -hmm. And But we've got to learn to listen to him. We've got to learn to heed his word. We've got to learn to desire to love him and, and obey him. And when we do that, I think that that is the best thing that I can help my, my family to learn. When I'm gone, I can do nothing else. I can't buy them land and gold and all the other treasures that, that will help them survive it because it will not work. Mm-hmm. But what will work, what will help them more than anything is to learn to walk with Jesus. That's right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, as I said, there's many verses about the Holy Spirit. And this is, I was reading this uh, just yet, just actually uh, this morning, actually Uh, it's second Corinthians three. And uh, the whole passage is amazing. The whole chapter, but let me just go to the end. And it says, and he was talking about when uh, Paul was teaching the Corinthians and he's talking about when Moses would go to the mountain and, and, and he'd get, he'd would go abide with the Lord, right? Yeah, that you kind of glow, and he'd have this glow, and he'd put a veil, a veil, because they couldn't handle it. That's right, you know. And so he's talking about that, and he's kind of contrasting it to the old Old Testament to the New Testament, really, mm-hmm. you know. So abiding with God back then would seem to be only for a few people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're invited in here in the New Testament. He says, "When one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed." He says, "Now the Lord is the Spirit." And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. That's beautiful. there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there.
0: You know, uh, I don't know if everybody remembers this or knows about this, but when, as we know, Moses came off of that mountain after seeing God the back of him, God, Uh and it was so great. I mean, he couldn't see God's face. It would have killed him, but you look at my back, and that that was enough to create this glow on him, Mm -hmm. and it was so powerful that when he came home, uh, came back, people couldn't look at him, Mm -hmm. so he had to wear a veil. Now, what's interesting is the longer he was away from that experience with God, the more the glow started going away, well, guess what he did? He kept that veil up mm. because he didn't want them to see that it was leaving. Mm. Mm. Now it's important for us to, I think, to realize that there is a reflection of God that, but Moses was having. It was a reflection, like he was. His face was a mirror, can mm. almost been like a sunburn mm-hmm. that he'd been, he been had. This this light that was in his face, and now it was showing itself as a result of where he'd been with the Lord. Mm. And I think the symbolism of this new passage here that we're reading about about our faces being unveiled, what what's being said there is that we're not going to cover it up because it's not there. We're going to uncover it because it is there. Yeah. It's the reflection of the Lord in our life because the spirit has filled us. Yes. That is our credibility that that people see in our life there's there's something authentic something real and something christ-like mm-hmm. and that's what i think he wants us to understand about this
1: well and i think that it's very similar to when jesus says abide in me and you'll bear fruit you'll bear fruit you know you and and the fruit is christ likeness mm-hmm. it's, it's characteristics of christ we're going to look more like christ the more we abide and I think that's another way of, of saying that. Yeah, it's a reflection, a reflection of Christ. Our yeah. time with Christ. If you're never with Christ, you're not gonna, you don't really, you're not going to you do not really not going to know Him. You're definitely not gonna look like Him. You know, if you're never with Him.
0: You know, when I was a little boy, I used to look into the heavens. I loved the uh-huh. the days and the nights and all of that. And I had a kind of a spiritual epiphany uh, when I began to understand that you have the sun that generates the light, and you have a moon, the moon that's a reflection of light. You know, the moon doesn't shine. Mm. The moon doesn't generate its own heat. Right. It doesn't gener- generate its own light. It's simply there catching it. It's reflecting it. Right. We're seeing a full moon because the sun is, fall- uh, is, is shining on the moon and it's reflecting back to us. In a lot of ways, that's the way it is as Christians.
1: Mm-hmm. We are not the sun, but we're a reflection of the sun. Mm. That's right. That's right. And I think this is an important, this is a little sidebar, I think. I want to say something here. I want to see what you think. Um, Paul never met Jesus. Jesus was before, you know, before Paul. Met Paul, him on the
0: road to Damascus.
1: He met He met this big blinding light <laughs> yeah, right. that, had, that scared him to death. Uh-huh. And he's like, and, and this voice said, uh-huh. Saul, Saul, you're, you know, why are you persecuting me? And he's like. Who are you, Lord? He calls him Lord. He knows he's, you know, Mm otherworldly. And he says, I am Jesus. Yeah. Now, that wasn't Jesus the man. Jesus had already died, resurrected, ascended. He was gone. That's Jesus, Lord God. It was Jesus, Lord Spirit. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, That's right. I know. (laughs) So this was the Spirit. So this is why Paul can write about Jesus and write about the Spirit. You know, he only knew Jesus through his Spirit. I guess that's my point. Does that make sense? Well, um,
0: ever high you knew him, he knew him. Yeah. And it changed his life forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had an about face completely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we know it was real. It, I mean, it, it had to be real because of the thing, how it changed his life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just to, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about our, our key verses, what I said a minute ago, Jesus in John 15 gathered his disciples who yeah. he was close with. And, and before he leaves, he says, abide in me, and then you'll bear fruit. Yeah. And he says abide 12 times in that section. And, you know, Paul never had that. He wasn't there. You know, he, I'm sure you heard about it and read about it, some mm-hmm. of their accounts of it. Probably t- probably got to know John. Um, and then here, here, you know, he it, it was probably the dots were connecting for him. You know, I mean, but but he was abiding with the spirit and I, I think we we don't have jesus in the flesh but we have jesus in the spirit because mm-hmm. it because he said the the lord is the spirit i mean the spirit is the lord the lord is the spirit yeah so we're abiding with the spirit the, the holy spirit is that accurate well of
0: course i mean uh, i think most evangelicals would agree that when we receive christ that the spirit of christ comes into us at that point uh-huh he lives in us. The yeah. Spirit of Christ lives in us. In other words, he begins to abide in us right. at that point. Right. Now, there's some people who got a different opinion. Uh, but I'll tell you mine, and I'm I'm certainly willing to discuss this. But you know, Jesus talked about if you abide in me and I abide in you. So there's two points, two parts of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and my take on it is that when when we ask Christ into our life, it's actually his spirit, Holy Spirit, that's coming to live in us. That's when our abiding relationship begins, right there. Mm-hmm. Him in us abiding. But the the aspect of sanctification, and that is growing in likeness with Christ, mm-hmm. is a is a is a process. It's not all at once. Mm-hmm. And it comes by way of surrender. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I believe the invitation to come and abide in him. He's already abiding in us now, but the invitation is for us to begin a journey of surrender of ourselves so that we now abide with him. Mm-hmm. He abides in us, we abide in him, and that's the kind of abiding relationship that Jesus was talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the, so you can ha- you can be a Christian and, uh, and you're going to heaven, because you've received Christ as your lord and savior you've made a profession of faith you've received him you can you can be a christian and not be abiding
0: well there's a lot of doctrinal differences there yeah and uh and and you know I can get into my doctrine <laughs> if that's what you want
1: well i mean yeah i mean you can give your opinion i mean i think yeah
0: i, I believe i believe that rocky uh, received christ uh, very young and i believe he began living in me I believe the scriptures tell me that. I, I, I confessed him. I, I, I believed him. I asked him to come into my life. And I'm assured that he did that. But there were a lot of years that I didn't really know what I had done. I didn't know him. I knew of him. And I knew enough of him to worship him. But I didn't really know him like he wants to be known. Mm. I was not abiding in him. Mm. He was abiding in me. But I was not abiding with him. And you know what happens when you're not abiding? You do not bear the fruit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The fruit of his, our relationship with him was not showing in my life. Now, some people could say, well, you really weren't a Christian. And I've had them say that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I tell them I, it's not that convenient because I do believe that, that Christians can be saved but live outside of his will. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we make a lot of mistakes and yet he loves us, forgives us, and he, and he helps us to, to get beyond it. But in the meantime, we're going through a lot of changes in our life and hopefully we're getting to grow more like him by growing closer to him. Mm-hmm. And so in my life, I can tell you this, he began to abide in me when I was very young, but I didn't begin to abide in him till I was much older. And that abiding journey was a surrender of myself to him so that he could take over.
1: Mm. Well, and I think another reason you can say that is because in John 15, when Jesus is teaching them about abiding, he says, already you're clean. Yeah. Already you're clean. Correct. Correct. Because of the word I spoke to you. Yeah. So that's that could be equated to salvation or the cleansing, the purification of your sins through Jesus. You know,
0: You know the beauty of my, of the relationship that I believe we all have with, with Christ is that he's always coaching us up to be better people, mm-hmm. to be more like him, to be in conformity. But while he's coaching us up, he never He never loves us any less. Yeah. He's a God of grace, and he gives us all of his grace, all of his love. And it's not conditioned on how good we are or how much we get it and all of that. not conditioned on that. But that life change, that true life change, that transformation, that reflection that we were talking about, that glow mm-hmm. comes by proximity with him. Yeah. And when we're not in proximity with him, it's not going to show. It didn't show in me. It wasn't there. He was there. Mm-hmm. But there was no reflection of that. Mm. But as he began to, as I began to surrender, come close to him, and I was invited because of his love, man, he loved me. Mm. And when he, when I began to see the the depth of his grace to me, it made me love him more, wanted to be with him, mm. and that began to win me. He began to win me, and when that happened, then we began to see the reflection of him in my life. I believe that's the way it works.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, there's one. La- there's a b- important word in that passage that we read that I the one in second uh, Corinthians 3 and I want to talk to you about this the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom what do you think that means well freedom from what
0: when I when I see that I think okay what am I enslaved to right mm-hmm. you have freedom you are freedom from what well I think I think we can begin with the freedom from condemnation mm. yeah that'd be the first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm I think it would be that condemnation would not only be the condemnation that the world gives us, but the self-condemnation we give us. Right. Now, we don't choose that. Oftentimes we continue to beat ourselves up. But I, I read that and he says, you don't have to. I've given you freedom from that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I, I, I think that the other thing is that, you know, we're born into a world that tells us that there's a certain value system that we've got to have to be loved, to be appreciated, to be respected. And, and I, I hear him say to me, oh, you got freedom from that. I love you. That's all that matters. I got a plan for you. That's all that matters. Every, in every area of those lives that represents slavery to the world, whether it's sin, it's, whether it's conditions, whether it's not feeling loved, whether it's the orphan spirit, whatever that world wants to do to me, I read that, that he's given me the freedom. If I will take it, Mm. I do not have to remain in that slavery or the chains.
1: Mm. You know, and we've talked a lot about this. Even as Christians, you can be enslaved to performance, you know, thinking that you have to, you know, you put these burdens on ourselves, beat ourselves up. I got to do all this stuff to get God to like me, to love me. And I think there's freedom from that.
0: Even. Yeah, and, and Brian, there's a, I think in a lot of ways, it's, we're, we're in our own self-made cages. Yeah. And there was a story, and it's it's kind of a, I don't know how real it is, but I'll tell it anyway, but there was a, there was a, there was a, a really bad boy that had this ability to capture birds, and he captured all these beautiful songbirds, and he put them in a cage, and and he was walking down, down the street with it. And then there's an old man, very sympathetic, good man, looked at him and said, Son, you got some beautiful birds in there? I said, Yeah, I got developed this way of catching them. He said, Well, what are you going to do with those birds? He says, Well, I'm going to take them, put them in the barn. I'm going to take my BB gun. And I'm going to start shooting them. I'm going to have a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm just going to do a lot of stuff just to entertain myself with them. They're not good for anything. The old man looked at him with compassion. He said, Well, son, he says, Let me ask you something. How much will you take for those birds? He said, I don't know. I said, what you got? He said, well, he opened his bill and He says, take what you got. Take what I have. and Let me have the cage and the birds. So the little boy took the money and went off happy. And then then the old man reached down and he opened the cage door. And some of them flew out immediately because they were free. But some of them stayed in there because they had learned to live with the cage. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same way in many ways with Christians who do not take their freedom. They learn to live in the cage. They adapt to it. They identify with it. They were resolved with it. And I just think God is telling me and his family, I've given you freedom. Mm-hmm. Take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, when people find that, I think they serve the Lord even more and even more joyfully. Yeah. You know, they start finding their their place in ministry. A lot of people I've seen people out of place in, in different ministries at a church or wherever, and even even in our ministry, you know, people who just they they're doing it because they think they have to, and then and then when they when they find their place, then they're just. They they bear so much more fruit because yeah. they uh, they're free.
0: So. It's the empowerment of grace. Yeah, you know, grace doesn't uh, doesn't keep you sleepy. Grace wakens you. Yeah, yeah, and it gets you out there, and you want to be a part of it because you're representing the God of grace.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Well, um, in our final moments, I thought we ought to just talk a little bit about this summit coming up. Sure, um, I want to change gears for a second because. Uh, uh, it's coming up April fourth through seventh. It's a men's international summit, and we got we have we have spaces for about four hundred men. Uh, we're about halfway there on registrations right now. But uh, why do you think? Can you give an appeal to our men? Why should they even come, or who should come?
0: Well, again, uh, a lot of times I think people have a, a, an idea what it's like, but when they get there, they realize I had no idea that this was so. Uh, so uh, meaningful. Mm-hmm. You see, it is about freedom. It's, it's giving them a free time to get away from the rigors of their work, their their world, to pull aside, to retreat, to refresh. Mm-hmm. A lot of times men don't have the freedom to do that or give themselves the freedom to do that. That's just part of our makeup, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also a freedom uh, to release some things. Because inevitably, everyone is going to bring something that needs to be released to the Lord, and some of those things are so deeply embedded they don't know what they are. And then, when we begin talking about things and they hearing other men that are sharing some things, then then they find that they're not alone, mm-hmm. and this is a safe place, safe place to come and and find some answers, but also find a new direction. And inevitably, most people that leave these things go go back blessed like like they've never thought. Mm-hmm. It's well worth the time. It's not very expensive at all. The facilities are extremely good. Mm-hmm. And um, and the program, and if it's as it has been, will continue to offer that, which is such a blessing to these men.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, a lot of people think if, if they're not if they haven't been around influencers in a while they might think it's a typical business conference or something like that but but we have a large group time where we're all together and gathering amazing praise and worship always because yeah. you get four hundred men who are abiding in Christ worshiping it's it's always. Powerful, right. the Spirit moves in a powerful way. Um, we have topics, and we have some speakers. You know, you'll be one of the speakers, and uh, some of our other staff guys and uh, board members. Uh, the theme has come to me, uh, so that's going to be one of our topics of a that we're going to speak about. Our speaker is going to talk about. We, someone's going to talk about abiding with me. Abide with me, Nate Sweeney is going to be speaking about that. Uh, by the way, Josh Shirley is going to be speaking our opening night. Come to me. He's our regional director out in Bakersfield. A good young man. Yeah, great young man. And uh, and then you're going to be speaking on Watch With Me, which you've written a blog about that. We've done a podcast, but uh, that ought to be very, very special. Um, Frank Khalil, our Tulsa Re- regional director, is going to be speaking on Die With Me. Come die with me. And then uh, Henry Gutierrez, our Costa Rican fiery brother, is going to be doing the home stretch on Sunday morning, Live For Me. Hmm. And so, so that alone will be great. That's yeah. that, that's worth the price of admission right there. That's right. But, but we also put everyone into a into a breakout group, and that's always been a real fun part of it. Right. Because those guys bond, and you'd be amazed how close they can grow in like three days' time. But these guys still keep in touch years later. the, the it's like a mini journey group right. for the weekend.
0: And they'll be interacting with what they've just heard from the conference. Right. Speaker. Right there'd be, be, uh-huh. be just you know questions to say what does this mean how, how does that you know impact you uh and it's a good way to just think out loud with each other oh
1: yeah yeah and and, and, and yeah like a journey group would yeah. uh, and so so anyway and and uh, there's always extended times of prayer for guys to get alone with with papa and there's uh and there's also some going to be some equipping seminars that, yeah. and so anyway it's yeah, good food Good food. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And and the other, some recreation stuff too. And uh, so, anyway, guys, just pray about it. And if the Holy Spirit tells you to come, just go ahead and be obedient, sign up and and come. And we'd love to have you there. So, you can find out more information on our website, influencers.org. And uh, anyway, we would love to see you there. So, well, thank you, Rocky, for your time this morning. And uh, yeah, this has been good. Well, you've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we try to put one of these out per week. You can find out other broadcasts that we did uh, on our website, influencers.org. There's a resource and then podcast page, or really anywhere you do stream your podcast, you can find us. Just do the search bar and put Influencers Global Ministries. So my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.